Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and I'm speaking with state climatologist Luigi Romolo. Hello, Luigi. Hello, Emily. Always so great to speak with you. So it's been a little cool this week, huh? It has, and uh, temperatures should remain pretty low for uh, the rest of the week. We should be seeing highs in the in the low 60s to start off the week, uh, lows in the high to mid 40s, but a little bit cooler to end off the week with highs uh, dipping into the low 50s and high 40s and overnight lows uh, approaching frost levels. But uh, here in the metro, we should stay above uh, the the 32 mark for the frost um, uh, for the foreseeable future anyway. Mm-hmm. Any sense of what October might look like? Yeah, so uh, things uh, the models are showing right now that next week is looking a little warmer than normal, and uh, Climate Prediction Center and uh, other uh, forecasts uh, look like they're uh, predicting a, a slightly warmer than normal October. So uh, we didn't finish the, the month of September yet, but we're about... Uh, three quarters of a degree below normal. We'll probably finish the month closer to one degree below normal. Um, and I don't know if you remember, we started off the month, uh, pretty cool oh, or yes. pretty warm. And then we, then we switched to cool. And then, um, last week was a little warmer than normal. And then this week is, uh, cooler than normal. So we're in that roller coaster ride of when that polar front is pushing south. Yeah, I definitely, this has been very much like that this this uh, September with one week on, one week off, one week on. Correct. It's been really crazy. Um, so, Luigi, we also had a little bit of rain uh, early Monday morning, and I checked the radar because I always want to know, is the sun going to come out? Because I know that Monday's forecast was a little uh, of both, you know, little sun, little rain. So, one thing that you and I have never talked about, though, is how radar works, because, I mean, that's a whole other thing that happens. So tell us a, a little bit about Doppler radar and, and how it works, if you will. Yeah, sure. So Doppler uh, radar, radar stands for radio detection and ranging, and it's used to detect particles in the air. And the particles that our Doppler radars look for are rain droplets, snowflakes, ice pellets, uh, dust balls that uh, occur around tornadoes. Uh, right now we have about, I think, 155 weather service radars uh, in the nation. Uh, they're scattered about the country. Hmm. We do have a bit of a radar gap in west central Minnesota near Traverse and uh, Grant and Douglas counties. Um, the Doppler radars are most accurate uh uh, or their accuracy decreases with increasing distance away from the radar, and there just happens to be a spot uh, in west-central Minnesota where uh, the radars um, are equidistant from each other, and uh, they don't uh, measure the, the precipitation or, or detect the precipitation as accurately. Interesting. Um, simply simply because of the distance. So when we have uh, we have one here in the metro. There's one uh, up in Duluth. Then uh, we have one in La Crosse, Wisconsin, which is good for southeastern Minnesota. Then we have one um, in, I believe it is Sioux Falls, which is good for southwestern Minnesota. And then up north we have one in Grand Forks, 
which is great for northwestern Minnesota. Um, but yeah, we do have that little bit of a gap. And the way that they basically work is that the radar, and I don't know if you've, people have ever seen, I'm sure they've seen the big white golf ball looking thing at the airport and wondered what that was. Yeah. Um, that's the Doppler radar. And, um, and so Doppler, uh, is something that was, uh, identified by Austrian physicist Christian Doppler, I think in 1842. And the Doppler effect is simply the change in frequency of an object uh, or a wave that's approaching versus one that is receding away. So the best way to describe it is if you ever hear a train going by, it sounds higher pitched as it's approaching and as it as it leaves, it sounds uh, like uh, uh, lower in pitch, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna try to simulate that sound, um, but I think you all know what I'm talking about. So uh, basically, you have this sensor inside that giant white ball that uh, rotates, and it shoots out a radio wave, and that radio wave ba- uh, bounces away from the the radar station. Uh, if it detects any raindrops, uh, what happens is it'll bounce off those raindrops and send a receding wave back to the radar station. And from that, we can detect not only uh, if there is rain in the air, but also the direction that it's moving and its intensity. And it, the, the units that the, the, the Doppler radar use are decibels. And so anything uh, between about 5 and 25 decibels on a radar will look green, and that's usually indicative of either uh, light rainfall or light snowfall. Anything between 30 to 50 is moderate rainfall or moderate snowfall, and anything above 70 is intense. And that's where you would, uh, that would be, uh, where you would, uh, have like a severe thunderstorm or a tornado or a derecho or something of that nature. Okay, my goodness. Uh, what are some unusual things that sometimes might, I don't want to say confuse the Doppler, but that, that the radar might pick up and, and show on a screen that isn't weather related. Oh, all, a whole host of things. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we had those, uh, fires out west, um, and wildfires are, are no- notorious for kicking up ash and soot into the air. That's easily detectable by radar. Uh, when I was living in Louisiana, uh, we'd often see uh, termite swarms show up on radar, <laughs> and uh, so uh, and uh, one of the more common non-precipitation um, phenomena that that radar picks up is uh, large migrations of birds. If you have a, a huge flock of geese or a huge flock of birds of any kind, really, that could easily show up on Doppler radar. Sometimes, too, you'll look at the radar on a perfectly sunny day, uh, and it'll show uh, a little bit of distortion around metro areas. And I've always called that ground clutter or heard that maybe referred to as that. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, so ground clutter is just basically the base relativity or reflectivity of what's going on, and it's uh, indicative of both the air quality and the angle at which the radar is set as it's spinning. So uh, as a storm approaches, um, the the radar will change its angles to get a more vertical profile of what's going on in the atmosphere, which helps us uh, come up with our storm warnings for not only thunderstorm, but hail, 
Okay. Um, uh, things like uh, tornadoes and things like that. Interesting. State climatologist Luigi Romolo, always in education. We'll have you back next week. Sounds great.